Welcome, everybody, to the show. We're back talking about Star Wars, the book of Boba Fett. And back on Tatooine with me here is Dot Chris. That's right, Chris the Hutt. And I'm your host, Bad Cody Sergio. So, Chris, episode two dropped on Disney Plus, and we're getting a bit more story uh, with 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 a. Um, I was going to say the Mando. <laughs> Dude, you can't, you can't, might as well, but yeah, we're getting some more story, uh, in Boba. And despite what the some of the uh, you know, the neck bearded critics are saying online, I'm enjoying the story. I mean, I'm excited to see where the Sand People story, the Tusker Raider story, is going to go. I think it might culminate to when uh, Boba Fett goes to war with you know, with the Huts or whomever, he's going to use the Tuscan Raiders to his advantage, right? Like, use one thousand percent that's you know? happening, like, that's going to be his, his, his little Unquestionably, army. Unquestionably, that's going to happen, yeah, that's going to be his little army. It's, it's, it's going to come full circle. Right? You got to juxtapose that is just him, Fennec, and two Gamorrean guards right now, and that's that's his friggin' posse. That's all and he he's has. like. How is he taking on the huts right now when there's four of them? And the answer is mm, he's got a hidden army of sand people hanging out just outside of Mos Espa, ready to mess things up. Exactly, because right now, like the the huts came in, the the cousins, the two of them, the the brother and sister came in, was like, "Yo, this is our claim." And I love how Boba's just like, "No, it's mine. This is Tatooine, and Mos Espa is now." I love I love the way Tamara Morrison speaks, dude. He's he's so badass. The way he kind of like he cuts through the conversation, and it's just like, "Yo, y'all are going up against." Uh, someone who's armed to the teeth at all times. He literally has a missile on his goddamn back and he's armed to the teeth and he knows how to fight. Like everyone is standing there in Mos Espa like, yo, what's going to happen? Like those are huts, but that's a goddamn Mandalorian. That's 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 Boba Fett. That's someone who's armed to the teeth and knows how to fight and use every single part of his body as a weapon. He's got flamethrowers. He's a one-man army. So they're just like, yo, you want to go up against him? But surprise, surprise, we have uh, a surprise appearance from a being that was in the comics, and I had to do some research on uh, Black Chrysanthemum, who's the Wookiee that we see. Yo, when when the bad t- ass bro, and Chris, I'm gonna toss it over to you. When when the two huts were like, "Oh, you won't move, you won't budge." All right, bet. Bring out our guy. It's it's a total gangster soprano move. Like, oh, okay. It'll be a shame if something were to happen to you while we were here, while we uh, you know get our throne back. And uh, hey, come here, come out for the back. Hey, handle this guy. Here comes out Black Chrysanthemum, and this Wookie is a badass dude. Like he uh, he's an outcast from uh, Kashyyyk. He found himself uh, uh, captured. And doing uh, some some spice running, he found himself as a gladiator, <laughs> you know. And, and then he found himself working for Jabba the Hutt and Vader, doing some crazy missions. And one of those missions was uh, getting involved with fighting Obi Wan because Jabba had put out uh, attacks on water on Tatooine, and he told uh, Black Chrysanthemum like, "Yo." Go out and handle this. There's someone who's not paying. There's someone who's not paying the tax. Get out there. And he's like, all right, bet. Goes out there, find uh, old Ben Kenobi out there being like, yo, who are you? What are you doing out here? What's good? I'm here protecting these people. No more of this water taxing. That That's done. That's dead. And he's like, all right, bet. I'm here on Jabba's behalf to set you straight. And they had a battle in which... Obviously, the Jedi won, but it wasn't easy. And I was just, at first, I'm just like, who is this Goldar? Look, who is this Goldar? Rangers. How <laughs> is this Goldar from Power Rangers looking, dude, man? He looks sick. But uh, Chris, I mean, uh, like, big character reveal. He's from the, they bring a lot of expanded universe out here. What did you think when the Huts were like, yo, they rolled up on on their lip, you know, uh, <laughs> as he was supposed to. And here comes Black. Like, what do you think about this character? coming out of here dude i was like this guy's mean like he just looks mean dude's got spiked pauldrons he just got a scowl on his face and i'm pumped for like 
that design of Wookiee. Because, like, up until this point, like, obviously we got Chewbacca, but even, like, when there was the fight uh, in, um, what, Return of the Sith, uh, Revenge of the Sith, sorry, God, I'm mixing things up, um, on Kashyyyk, like, all of the Wookiees were still kind of like that, like, Chewbacca kind of brown hair type of deal. But, um, for the most part, I was like, man, like, Wookiees are so, can be so versatile in, like, how they look. Like, why not make one look just friggin' badass? And I'm I'm pumped to see that to come to fruition. Like, there's no way that dude just shows up, gives him a, a stare, and then we just don't see him again. Like, <laughs> it's gonna go. Like, it's gonna go down with this guy. I can't wait. I'm pumped. I want to see some more Wookies, man. Give me Bro, some more Wookies. I, I I thought it was so sick, and it's such a gangster move, right? You're like, hmm, who can we who can we get? out here to to set to settle things to actually be the muscle and i was just like whoa what is this black wookie this guy looks crazy bro and after doing some digging i was just like oh damn this is sick you know they're giving us stuff we know and want and love right exactly the huts the wookies you know it's funny too because i didn't think i was going to like coming back to tatooine because we've seen tatooine so many times but the way they're telling the story in this show I think is really great and it's one of the things that I really like about the book of Boba Fett especially in this episode we get to see more of Boba and the Tusken Raiders right like him earning his raps and his and his uh his goffy stick and everything and I thought it was pretty dope what do you think about uh the whole story of them using some kind of like Native American ish like peyote like ay- ayahuasca like journey for him to find himself and to, for, for him to come back and get a goffy stick and, and then instead of using peyote and ayahuasca it it's like some kind of lizard that shot up his nose like a COVID test. Like, <laughs> bro, what do you, you think of that? It was crazy. That flashback was hella gratuitous, by the way. Like, st- like the first episode, they kept cutting back to like present time and going back. But this time, like they had they had his little like interaction with the mayor, and then uh, the hut show up, and then he goes back, and then uh, and then it's just like, all right, cool. He's in the back to tank, and I was ready. I was like, back to tank. We're flashing back. That's exactly what's happened. I know. I know how filmmaking works. And uh, so then, all of a sudden, bam! Back with the Tuscan Raiders, and we got a pretty like gratuitous flashback for the for the remainder of the time. Um, we got to see him training. Got him see him like earning his place. Uh, and actually, up until today, like I'm ready to get more story of like present day. Like I'm glad we saw that stuff there. I wanted to see like, all right, he was a captive. Like, how is he gonna earn his way and become like a part of them? And we kind of saw that. I think the only thing at this point that we're missing from the flashback is going to be like how he gets slave one back. Cause right now Ooh. slave one, he parked his ship somewhere and it's been like, who knows how much time he's got to f- find a way to get back. <laughs> like he's got to get that back somehow. Um, but besides that, like I'm, I'm ready to be caught up. I'm ready to see like what happens in present day. Um, but I'm glad we saw, we have a, had a nice little train heist thing. I think that showing off the dynamic of the Tuscan Raiders as they're, you know, being like misunderstood and, and looked down as lesser than, um, was an interesting dynamic. Uh, and the fact that they, they played on that and, in got got you rooting for the little guy taking on the the folks that have technology um it's great i was into it yeah it's pretty sick i mean <laughs> i like how he's he's bringing the uh the same people from the stone age too <laughs> now it's like it, it's crazy too because when you think about it yeah the uh the tuscan raiders will shoot at at people that come even near them so of course like, they haven't ridden speeder bikes <laughs> Yeah, I love that whole scene where he's teasing. He's like, "No, no, no! Don't destroy them! Like, I'm getting this for you. This is what we're going to do." And the whole the whole uh, train sequence, right? So you have this this train rolling through, which is uh, 
uh, manned by a certain gang. Let's let's just call them a gang that are mining spice, right? Like they're a certain like a, a company or whatever. And as they roll through the desert, they thought the same people were just like these like savages, and that's what they say when eventually when they capture them. But the idea of this like uh, you know this homage to like the old the old west, the wild west, because which is what you know Star Wars is essentially like a, a throwback to you know the uh, Akira Kurosawa movies. Um, the Wild West mo- like movies, like like spaghetti westerns, all that good which stuff. Which were also based off of Kira Kurosawa movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And you have your classic like like train sequence, your classic like train heist type thing. And it's so dope to see. I mean, this train comes by and it just lays waste to everybody. And it's wild too because they're not just shooting at the Tusker, they're shooting at the Banthas. I'm like, hey, what what the hell, man? <laughs> shooting at the Banthas? Like, come on, like what Come on, what the hell are y'all doing? It was genuinely shocking being yeah. like, oh, this train, what's going on with this train? Oh, people are just shooting just because. What the hell, bro? Bro, they're just full sending it out the Tuskies. They're like, yo, no mercy. We got to get this stuff through. And uh, I love I love that uh, Boba Fett's like, yo, I'm going to, listen, listen, I can help y'all out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on the train. We're gonna do it. Let's go. He's like, I'll be back by morning. Give me some supplies. He goes out. He he finds this uh, this biker gang <laughs> looking people. His biker gang, he he roughs him up uh, in a in a, a deep cut too. Like he goes to this bar uh, in Mos Espa. I forget the I forget the name of the bar, but it's a deep cut from the first uh, movie of Star Wars, and it's actually from a deleted scene where uh, it's where Luke Skywalker was going to go when he was going to pick up power converters and hang out with his friends. And I was just like, damn, that's a deep cut. Oh, the place they met Dak. Yeah, yeah, and and the two oh, people s- s- sitting in there, together. and the two people sitting in there right. are his friends from that deleted scene. The friends who were, he was going to go hang out gotcha. with until <laughs> until Uncle Owen was like, "Nah, you can hang with your friends later. Shut up, boy. <laughs> Get back to moisture farming." <laughs> I was going to go to because of power converters. <laughs> that's where he was going to go, and I was like, "Damn, that's a deep cut." Kashi Station. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. Man, John Favreau and Filoni out here just nerding it up, man. Just I, and I love Nothing it, bro. They're they're, they're, they're playing with the sandbox. They're playing with all the toys, and it's sick. Like when I went to uh, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, uh, and I, I was sitting in the Mandalorian um, panel, it was dope to see them just geek out for an hour. Like they were geeking out before they even brought out the actors or anything like that. And then when they brought them out, they're geeking out even more. And they're like, "Damn, I guess we should like let them talk." <laughs> <laughs> and everyone in the crowd's like, no, keep going. Y'all are geeking out about Star Wars, about how you're building stuff. You know, like uh, they're talking about how, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of visual effects in Star Wars, but how, you know, John Favreau wanted to build like practical practical uh, items and objects and sets and stuff like that, which he learned, which uh, uh, which Filoni learned from from Lucas. He was like, yo, if, if you know you're in animated stuff, make sure you get some things built so you get to have props and certain things so you can kind of take home or whatever. But uh, it's great that they're playing with the entire sandbox and the, the entire toy box and everything they possibly can. I mean, there, there's a lot of criticism of, uh, you know, <clears throat> a lot of these properties are doing a lot of member berries, right? Oh, remember this, remember that, look at this thing. But I think they do a good balance here of showing us, oh, remember this, remember that, without it being too much, you know? Like, if you ever watch uh, Cobra Kai, Chris? Yeah, uh, yeah, I've seen the first three seasons. I gotta get on the gotta get on that fourth season. Yeah, I'm on I'm on, I'm on the third season now, and I'm trying to get caught up. But like they remember Barry's hard. Like there's always a flashback to the original movies. There's always like like just like a five minute cut in where they just refer back to remember this, remember that. Like oh, remember the, the car, remember remember his mom, remember this. And it's just like damn. But here I think I, I forgive that. I forgive it when there is a good like if within there context. is enough substance yeah within context if there is enough substance in the main thing as if it can stand on its own then that's good and that's what we're kind of getting here is we're getting a new story that they can throw in the easter eggs but it's not easter eggs 
the movie like Ready Player One was, and I will never <laughs> stop shitting on that movie. Oh my god, man! It's 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 so crazy. But um, I, I I love the, the train high sequence. It was dope to see. Boba train the Tusken Raiders how to ride the speeders. That sequence was great. Uh, didn't take too long, and then they're like, "All right, we're off for the races." Here's the train scene, and it was it did is such a great job, especially the one Tusken Raider who knows how to kick ass. I was like, "Yo, that one Raider who knows how to fight." And not wait until Nasty. we see that that dude let friggin' loose because yeah. you know that's gonna happen. And and I wonder, I wonder if they're going to have the stones to be like to take that person out. I wonder if that per, like that Tuscan Raider is going to do something heroic where, where 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 they just go down in the most heroic fashion possible. Because man, they they're really building the, these these Tuscan Raiders to be like their own characters, their own tribe. Something we haven't mm. seen before, Chris. Like, what do you what do you, what do you think about that? They were, they were just monsters before. Now they're like actual people with a tribe. I love that every Tuscan Raider has a very distinct like outfit so that you can follow exactly who is who and it's all nonverbal um which is which is awesome and it just makes for just a much more like iconic and engaging storytelling um when you have kind of that fish out of water surrounded not knowing what's going on and they put us in the same shoes by saying hey you're not really going to hear them talk you or when they do most of the time you're not going to understand them but you still know what's going on and it's just a great way to tell that story um so i'm into it like the, the whole sequence where they he's teaching them how to how to ride the speeder bikes and like building up to it was super fun and then when you finally see it pay off when they actually get to the train was awesome, and then the the main dude, the badass dude. When you see him ride up, you're just like, "Oh shit's about to go down. <laughs> He's about to wreck house." And oh, did he wreck house? Oh man, it was it was awesome. <laughs> it was fun. I was just sitting there with a big smile on my face. I was like, "Damn, they're going for it too." And I love like the the little the the droid, <laughs> the conductor droid. Oh just, yeah, <laughs> just like having to to protect everything. He's like you know giving Amanda like, "Hey, if anything goes down, like do this." He's like constantly like like overdriving it and like like boosting the engine that's on top. And I love the design of this train, like a giant, yeah. huge like rocket engine, like a huge like, like a pod racer turbine. Uh, looking thing on, on top of the train and he's constantly boosting that and they're having to adjust like it just like raises the stakes and i love them fighting on top of the train and everything i i just thought it was great it, it was just so yeah. much fun to, to see that whole thing but i'm wondering where this show is is going to go because episode two and we're back with the tuscan raiders in a flashback and we spend most of our time there and not yeah. on on the present now, uh, ho hopefully next episode, we're, we're, we're kind of done with the Tusken Raiders. We, we kind of see a thing here because at the end of this thing, you know, he, he tells, uh, you know, the, the, the gang that's running the spice like, yo, uh, you have to pay a toll. These do this dune sea is, is, is claimed by these Tusken Raiders. You thought they were animals and they're like, yeah, we thought they were just like savages or whatever. He's like, well, now you see otherwise, like go back to your cartel and tell them otherwise, right? There's a toll you pay to tell, tell everybody, well, like, let's go. This is the time. This is the place. This is what's happening now. This is what's good. And, um, I, I don't know, hopefully like next episode, like I want to, want to see where you think this is going. Uh, Hopefully it comes to fruition. Hopefully we, we, we take more time in the present because I think two more of the Tuscan Raider thing, the two more of the past, I think people will start tuning out and they're going to start seeing like a dip in viewership because I, I'm seeing some people saying, is this whole season just flashbacks? And just like some, I mean, like how long yeah. are we going to live in the past? So, so like, well, what do you, what do you think this, this is going to go? Or do you think we're just going to, this is just what this, what this season is? I mean, for, 
they got to set the stage, right? So, like, a lot of those of us that have been following Star Wars forever, like, we always know that in, that there are several stories about Boba Fett escaping the Sarlacc pit and, like, kind of seeing where he goes, um, that, that his story continues. So when we saw him show up in The Mandalorian, we know he's messing with the mess the the tuscan raiders um he's got the the wraps on there so they kind of had to catch us up to see where where they're at and for the most part like i th- we're pretty much there now like they spent the time showing yep this is how we escaped this is what happened afterwards this is where we place him where we saw him in mando so I, like there's probably a little bit more that's there and i think it's cool but i'm definitely ready for them to switch it up and be like okay let's go back to present day because this is this is why i showed up I showed up to see him take over the the hut regime and like just own t- Tatooine. That's why I'm I'm here for the Boba Fett show. Um so yeah, and we don't truth is right now we don't know. All we know is he's slow playing it and he's just trying to, you know, make a name for himself without just murdering everyone every two <laughs> seconds. Um which is difficult for him cuz you know, he was a bounty hunter but he doesn't consider himself a bounty hunter anymore. Yeah, now he's trying to like, like you know, like uh, acclimate himself as as this uh, this this mob boss, and hopefully, in the next episode, we do see more of the present and more of this thing moving forward because we have a whole story of the present, right? We have a whole story of the present, right? Where he's trying to be the new boss, right, of of Mos Espa on on Tatooine, right? He 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 killed, uh, you know, but did Fortuna. Uh, you know, he's, he's laying claim, like the huts are here. So now we have a more interesting story in the present. How is he going to handle, uh, the, the hut siblings? How is he going to handle the huts overall? You know, he has to get permission to even touch them because it's kind of like, like a mafioso type situation. He can't just go after them, you know? And, and, and Boba's like, Hmm, maybe we don't have to, <laughs> maybe we just <laughs> can. So it's going to be interesting to see what he cooks up on that front. And then now we have, you know, black Chrysanthemum, you know, we have this Wookiee who, uh, uh, in in the expanding universe, in the, in the comics, and uh, from my research, you know, like they both knew each other, and it, it, we don't know if they know each other in this one. They kind of gave each other a look, and they didn't say anything, so we don't know yet if they do know each other. But they were both on missions with each other for 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 Jabba and for Vader. So it'd be interesting to see if he's just like, oh man, yeah, that that Wookie, by the way, was that was Black Chrysanthemum. He's a he's a he's a bad boy. You know, there was a like he's he has such a, a crazy story where he was a gladiator. Uh, he was doing missions for for Vader and and uh, and, <laughs> and and Jabba, and uh, and then exclusively for Jabba, like doing his bidding and doing his work and stuff like that, and just like being a powerhouse wherever he goes. Because I mean, who would come up again? I mean, like a, a Wookiee is strong by itself, and then you have one that like was like seasoned in war and seasoned in gladiatorial battles, and is about it's coming for you as a bounty hunter. Like it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. But uh, yeah, we we have this this whole story in the present, so hopefully that comes to uh, fruition here. But yeah, so so far, um, I I think the people who are still saying like, "Yo, like this this is kind of boring," I don't know what show you wanted. Like I, I, I Chris, are you bored? Um, I don't know if I'm bored. It's definitely not as flashy. Is it like definitely not as flashy as the Mandalorian? Like it's it's a much much slower burn. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing though. Um, and again, like. You don't want every show to have the same pace to it. We you want you want to have a variety in in your highs and lows. Um, I am very curious. They're kind of setting a little mystery here, where he went and talked with the mayor after the um, that assassin of the uh, of the Nightwind uh, said I was sent by the mayor, and they go to the mayor and they're like, "Nope, he wasn't sent by us. He was, he's supposed to be a hut guy." So 
what's going on. So now we got all sorts of double crossing going on and they're, you know, they're <laughs> setting the stage, but come on, man, read this, get some payoff. And fun fact, the, the, the mayor was voiced by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And uh, I, I found it interesting that that, that whole scene, I, I liked how it looked too. They come in and like, there he is on a throne. Like he's got his own throne. Like I'm like, yo, yeah. this mayor, this, this authority is just like, yo, I'm I'm the bad I'm the bad bit badass around here. Like I don't like yes, I know that you're you're sitting where Jabba said, I don't care. You're you're not you're not a problem <laughs> to me. And I'm like, damn, like how is like yo, like how are you talking all wild brazy to 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 Boba Fett? Like you know who Boba Fett is, and you know he's a man, and you know he's armed to the teeth. He's showing up to your front door to you, like armed to the teeth, and you're just like, Yeah, I don't care about you. It's like, damn, you're giving him a lot of lip. <laughs> it was wild. I'm like, bro, what the hell? Like how how cause so I'm just like, right, this mayor has something up his sleeve because how are you just talking to him like that? Oh, wild. So I'm interested to see what, what's happening there. There's a whole mystery there. So uh, hopefully we get to see see more of that. Hey, maybe we get to see some more characters re- revealed. I don't know. And that's that's a part, part of what I really like about uh, the book of Bubble Fett. I don't know where this is going. And I like that I, I, I don't need it to go anywhere. It's not really connecting to anything. It's not building like another season for something like that. I I, I don't know if it's going into the Obi Wan series. Maybe it will, since uh, in in the canon stories, well, not canon anymore, since uh, Disney blew it out. That uh, you know, Black Chrysanthemum, the Black Wookiee, uh, faced off against Obi Wan. So maybe there's some kind of thing happening there where it was like, yo, it's gonna go into Obi Wan because they're gonna face off and stuff like that. So maybe nothing will happen to Black Chrysanthemum here. You know, where we're gonna see what's happening, what's good with that. But uh, yeah, I like that we just get a story. We don't have to connect anything anywhere. We can just have compartmentalized stories that don't connect. Nothing needs to be a big cinematic universe. It doesn't need to like have any sort of connection with the next property. We can just have stories. And each and every week that I'm tuning in, I am, am enjoying that it's just a story that I'm watching, a par- compartmentalized story. Right. So Disney, just keep doing that. We we don't need every don't need everything to connect. It, it doesn't have to be a big expansive universe. I would love if they did Old Republic thousands of years before all this stuff. You can completely do whatever you want aside from legacy characters. When you have good story writing, good storytelling, good scripts, great producing, great directing, which is what we've been getting with The Mandalorian and with this book of Boba Fett, people will watch, people will tune in, right? Like Solo didn't do that well because nobody wanted a Solo movie. Nobody (laughs) wanted not Harrison Ford and a story that nobody really asked for and it wasn't that great of a story. Mm -hmm. You know, something like, uh, like Rogue One was better because it was actually an interesting story and interesting characters. But uh, Chris, where, how do you think this this show this season is going to end? I have no idea. How do you think it's going to? What's going to happen? So first of all, I'm going to rebut the fact that everything needs to be, doesn't need to be connected because it is way more fun when things are connected. It is it's awesome. But really? that being said, okay. That being said, I'm good with like your legacy, like the the super legacy Skywalker stuff. Like um, that's we put it to bed. That's cool. But like, um. Especially thinking about like the Ahsoka show, um, I'm really excited to that for that because it sounds like that's really going to be a continuation of the show Rebels, which was phenomenal. Um, so I uh, love it. In fact, we're thinking about doing a rewatch of it because it's great. Um, and I'm very excited to see some stuff translate to more live action things because um, we've seen a lot of awesome stuff with um, with the animated stuff. But as far as where is it going, I mean. Uh, I don't know because it hasn't really gone to. Oh, we've seen some cool stuff, but it hasn't really gone too far yet. Like 
we know he now has told people, I, I'm the Danyo, I'm the the new guy, uh, and some people have kind of been shirking that, and he's been attempted uh, assassination, and then the Huts threw some shade at him, but we haven't gone too far. Uh, we're focusing more on how he got back out of the Sarlacc pit. So, uh, I mean, I'm ready to hit the gas a little bit more. And, of course, for the love of God, please give me more pod racing. I just want <laughs> just an episode. Just one 15 minutes of an episode. Just give me more pod racing. Oh, man, that'll be great. Like, it's... <laughs> we haven't seen it yet, but, hey, if they bring it back, like I, th- that'd be dope. I'd, I'd be all down for it. Well, that's all the time we got for this episode. Thank you for listening, and make sure to watch our reviews on YouTube and catch our live show on Twitch. We see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.